Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. That is right. You are listening to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Here we are back at it on a Monday. It's always good to be here. It doesn't matter where here is, as long as I'm here, as the great Rush Limbaugh used to say. It is, again, my pleasure to be here. I will tell you, though, um, we are, we've wrapped up our stay in um, the Colorado Springs, Denver area actually yesterday well I'll I'll share something maybe later in the program about that but we've um, had the good pleasure of, of visiting yesterday at church with a good friend of mine um, in Denver Riverside Baptist Church actually great church if you're in that area check it out um, now it's on to northern New Mexico and so that's where we'll be here for the next next little bit, and then we'll be back in Indy uh, to record the television show and all sorts of stuff like that, meeting with people uh, that we've been able to meet with in person as we've been out of town. So you can find out more information about that. In fact, my wife and I, this is one of the things we're going to discuss as we head towards Albuquerque tomorrow, is uh, just how to update our Truth Tour page more efficiently. So there'll be some things going up about that. I thought I'd have it up Friday, but I did not. So those... Things you can see by uh, visiting community.toddhuffshow.com and you'll get updates on the Truth Tour to see some of the uh, things that we're doing and just what we're trying to do. Because this is, I mean, look, folks, we have a nation that is yearning, that is longing for truth. I mean, it is amazing to me. There is a major void, and there's lots of reasons, I think, for this. Uh, there's an intentionality of some to mislead and deceive others. Um, particularly, this is why, you know, what we talk about on this program is the intersection of politics, culture, and religion is how I see it, right? And so I come at this through the lens of a conservative who's a Christian. And I think that there's a whole lot of effort, a whole lot of effort put towards deceiving people in this country so that certain people benefit, benefit from being in power, being in charge, calling the shots, um, manipulating the system. This is where our governments become. And it's, candidly, folks, it's our fault. As a, now I'm not saying you individually. You may, you may be one who has been vigilant uh, trying to tell others about this. But as a, as a whole, we the people are responsible for this because, of course, we have a government of, by, and for the people. And so this truth tour that we're on is... Uh, is designed to help people hear and receive truth. I mean, we have a nation that I think is longing, longing for this. They've been lied to by so many people for so long, and deep down people know it, but they don't know sometimes how to put their finger on it. They don't know. My friend, I have a friend who tells me that, and I don't know if this, this may be a backhanded compliment, folks, So, but he tells me that I have a way of putting the cookies on the bottom shelf. Um, in other words, it's his way of saying that making 
making sort of complex things, I don't know, understandable and digestible so that we can talk about them and, you know, educate others, um, engage on those sorts of sorts of issues. Because ultimately, this battle that we're facing, this battle that we're facing in our country, and I'll get to this, the spending package that the Democrats failed. Now, as I said on Friday, and I messed up on Friday, I believed at the time that the House was going to vote on and I thought pass uh, the infrastructure bill. They did not. In fact, Nancy Pelosi is now saying, what is it, October 31st. This is the same Nancy Pelosi who just a couple of days ago, maybe a week or so ago, was telling us that she doesn't call anything to the floor unless she knows it's going to pass. And she was almost strutting around, uh, you know, just acting as though she knew what she was going to be able to accomplish, and that was going to include the passage of the infrastructure, so-called infrastructure bill, and the uh, the larger $3.5 trillion spending package. Anyway, that did not happen for a myriad of reasons, and it's good that it didn't happen. And now they're putting, according to what we're hearing right now, Nancy Pelosi is going to take a look at the infrastructure package again at the end of October, um, legislating again by uh, you know, from crisis to crisis because that's when this temporary bill is supposed to to run out. But anyhow, anyway, tr- truth is people are longing for this. And, and when it's explained and articulated, people may not always like it. Heck, if we're all being honest, there's times that we don't like truth. There's times that the truth about us might sting a little bit. And that's just because we're all, none of us are perfect. We've all fallen from the um well from the glory of, of god we've we've stumbled we've missed the mark we've made mistakes we've not done things the correct way but anyhow truth i think people are longing for this around the country and that's something that we're trying to do is is talk about truth because if we understand the truth and then we contrast what we're being told in the media what we're being told by our politicians always by the radical left, many times by the Republicans too. I don't, I don't know that I have too many friends in, in politics, and that's – I don't want to deliberately make enemies. But if, if telling the truth, articulating, a, uh, articulating an opinion that I think is rooted in truth causes that, uh, that division, then so be it. I don't particularly care about that. But So that's what we're trying to do here, and that's what I think deep down all of us want because – we know what we know about the circumstances going on in this country. We know that there is a, I don't know, a, a, a moral decline in this country. We know that there is a, a, a turning from the American way of life, which, folks, was rooted in very, very good things, rooted in truth, freedom, liberty. Yes, I know, and I've said this so many times, um, I I hate even saying it, but I you never know who's listening for the first time. This does not obviously include the issue of slavery. The founders did not live up to their own words in the founding document when they wrote that all men are created equal, endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, and that among those are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. They did not live up to that that promise by what they chose to do, and it was atrocious with with the issue of, of slavery. America has since rectified that issue. Of course, there are individual racists and sexists and everything else. By the way, there are individuals who hate people like me, too, for no good reason, of course, because this is – I mean, if, if you can't like this show, 
And the guy talking, I'm kidding here, just kind of. Conservative, not bitter talk. There's something wrong. <laughs> I'm teasing. But, you know, the point is I'm not out there trying to start a dumpster fire. I'm not out there trying to deceive and lie or, you know, engage in personal gain or the, the, the personal uh, destruction that, that comes from uh, personal politics and so forth. I just want the truth to be out there. And I would love, by the way, I would love to see um, folks from, from both parties, well, not just both parties, from all parties, engaging in truth and things like the truth of, of economics, things like what you earn first and foremost belongs to you. And yes, as a American citizen who has a government that must be funded, we have to pay some taxes, but my oh my, the percentages that some people are having to pay are completely inexcusable. Those, those principles of truth, right? The principle that what you earn, what you create belongs to you. That, that truth is sim- simply ignored by many in this country today. In fact, you've got an entire worldview that's led by the radical socialists in our government today. They're telling you they're not so- uh, socialists, or they'll tell you they're democratic socialists, which I love, by the way, because what they're really telling you is that they're okay with taking anything that belongs to anybody so long as they have a majority of people who say that they are able to do that. And folks... That is the politics of envy and greed. That is exactly what that is. You don't have to be wealthy to be greedy. And we have that. Actually, we have people out there who are telling you that that is a a good thing, that it's a noble thing. Of course, it's noble to help those in need, but it's not charitable to try to help someone with someone else's money by force. That That is not charity. That is not a good thing. Force is not good. And yet we see force... All over the place. We see force really badly right now in the nation of Australia. They're basically tell their, telling their citizens, if you're not going to get vaccinated against COVID-19, we're going to intentionally inflict harm on you. And candidly, that's what's happening here, too. I'm not a guy anymore that follows. I'll watch from time to time, but I don't follow these you know, NFL, NBA like I used to. I used to be a huge fan of the NFL in particular. That sport has changed so much. And it's not just the politics, although that's part of it. It's also the rules, the way that it's changed. I mean, it's borderline two-hand touch for a guy like me who like to get a little bit physical out there. <laughs> but the, the point is, is that these leagues, and you see businesses. I just saw Biden. They're pressuring the airline industry to mandate vaccines for, uh, for air travel. Right, of course, this is not surprising, but at the same time, here it is: post millennial White House pushes U.S. airlines. Now, this is—I I should back up. This is for staff. This isn't for all air travelers, so I didn't say that clearly. But you know, there's been some airlines that have come out and say that have said we're not going to to mandate this, but the White House is now saying we're going to mandate that. Uh, we want you to do that by. December 8th, of course, they'll tell you that this is not an infringement upon your freedom. You can lose your job, right? Some some left, I forget who it was. Maybe Oz can remind me. Who's the idiot that was saying, you still have a choice. You don't. You can homeschool. It was some MSNBC host, wasn't it? Said that you can lose your job. You can, some, yeah, some, some woman. Now, this Oz's words, not mine. Some woman on NBC, MSNBC, one of the hosts there. I don't even remember which one it was. You have a choice. You can choose to homeschool. You can choose to live basically in seclusion. 
You can choose to <laughs> to lose your job. Now we homeschool. There's no problem. I've got no problem with that. But you shouldn't be forced to homeschool. But they think that that's fine. They don't see that this is a government use of force, right? And so these are the things we're fighting. These are the things that literally at this intersection of of uh, culture, politics, and religion, and with this massive spending bill, which I'll get to, right? They tried to pass a $3.5 trillion spending bill, which by my math, excuse me, there's a $3.5 trillion spending bill and a $1, a $1 trillion uh, infrastructure bill, one or $1.5 trillion. It, it's so massive, you begin to, you know, the rounding errors are in the millions of or hundreds of millions of dollars sometimes. But even if you... Uh, the majority of the spend infrastructure bill is not on infrastructure. And you got to ask yourself why. How can we have a bill that's supposedly about infrastructure, which is now you're going to hear about this for the next 30 days. They're going to assert as much pressure as they can on these senators and congressmen, congresswomen, to pass this bill, the Democrat Party. They want this to be passed. This is part of the Biden agenda to build back better. They want to reward work and not wealth, whatever the world these things are supposed to mean. Do you want the government rewarding you, by the way? I was thinking about this. Since when is it the government's job to reward anybody? What is this? What are we talking about here? Government's job to reward work and not wealth. It's it's such a ridiculous way. It's such a ridiculous way to divide people. I mean, do you want your 401k to go up? 401k to go up in, in value or your... Roth IRA or other IRAs, other other investments? Do you want those to go up in value? Because according to Biden, you're not working for that. Forget the fact that you worked for the money that you invested in those things. That doesn't matter to Biden. To build back better, that means that means the government gets to determine how much of your money you get to keep if you didn't earn it by, I guess, swinging a hammer versus making good investment decisions or starting a business or whatever. These are the things that we're fighting for. These are the things that culturally are, I think, in many ways ruining this nation because so many folks have have turned towards the left. They've been deceived into believing that capitalism is evil. They've been deceived into thinking that um, that redistributing wealth is a, is a good and noble thing or that it's even productive or that it's even possible for that for that matter. Right, and then you begin to see the, the the legislation they want to see passed. I saw somebody, I saw somebody wants to make it a human rights violation if you use the wrong personal pronoun for somebody um, who you know is a biological male, for example, but they identify as a female. Which I'm not out there trying to tell you to deliberately provoke somebody or to you know say something to try to. I don't know, to, to, to cause conflict there. But how in the world, at some point, how are we supposed to keep track of all this stuff? That's, this is what I want to know. If I've got five people, one's a guy who tells me he's a girl, one's a girl who tells me she identifies as both, and, and on and on down this list, how are we supposed to keep this straight? It, it is, to call that a human rights violation is astonishing to me, but we have people out there that are saying these things. I think it's in Canada, now that I stop and think. But this is what's, to me, this is why we have a need for truth. This is why we have a need to stand up. This is why we have to communicate. We have to persuade. We can't just, we can't just put our head in our hands and 
cry and think, what happened to this country? What happened to these principles? We have to go out and actually try to convince people. I was telling my wife earlier, you know, I have people that hate me because I'm conservative, but in one-on-one conversations, I it never gets heated. It just I just I refuse to let it get to get heated. I don't water down my opinions. I listen, right? I I let folks explain their opinions. If they don't want to hear mine, I don't even I don't even share it. But it's amazing when I respect their willingness to listen to me or not, how many times the curiosity eventually kicks into where they want to hear. And it's also amazing how many times they actually agree. That's the thing that boggles my mind many of these times is how many times folks agree. And that's why I believe there's such a hungering and longing for truth. People, people know it when they hear it. They've just been deceived to be outraged at the wrong thing or at the wrong person, right? Trump's the racist, but Biden, of course, is not. Trump's the, the womanizer. Biden's not. Tara Reid doesn't matter. What Biden said in the Senate um, back in the 80s doesn't matter. Totally irrelevant. Go back and look those things up if you want to see what those what they are. I mean, it's 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 preposterous. It's it's atrocious. It's ridiculous. And they get people stirred up. And then there's of course the politics of personal identity, right? The color of our skin, um, our socioeconomic status. Those things only serve the people who are trying to divide and conquer us, and to get our votes, and to get us to to fundraise to give them money to solve problems for a certain group of people. Why don't we just lead and defend the liberties of all Americans? Why don't we stand up for justice for all Americans, regardless of race, gender, ethnicity, any of these things, right? I mean, it's because it's benefited them. It's because they've stoked a fire. They've, they've, they've played off of the rage and they've played off of the anger. And we've collectively, again, not you individually, but we collectively as a nation have allowed them to do this. And I'm really long in this segment. Oz has about lost her mind with me. So quick timeout. When we get back, I want to talk a little bit about the status of the infrastructure bill and some other things, lots of other things to get to. Anytime there's a Monday, (laughs) there's a bunch of stuff to get to. So we'll do that in short order after the break. You're listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I am your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. By the way, program brought to you in part by our friends at Gluff Plumbing. Gluff Plumbing can help with any of your plumbing needs, big or small. Check them out. Gluffplumbing.com. G-L-U-F-F plumbing.com. Call them 765-721-6789. This is for our listeners in central Indiana. Be sure you uh, tell them you heard about them on the Todd Huff Show. So, Let's look at this infrastructure bill, right? So we had Nancy Pelosi last week all certain that she was going to pass this infrastructure bill almost a little bit. No, I take it back. Always a lot arrogant, Nancy Pelosi, and always a lot confusing if you listen to her. But if you listen to what she said and you parse through it, what she was basically saying was, we're going to, we're going to pass this. We're going to pass this, the, the, infra, the so-called infrastructure bill, and we're going to pass... In addition to that, this $3.5 trillion tree equity bill, as I like to call it, 
That's remarkable. If you just read, if the average, and I know, I know you do, but if the average person would read what, just a summary of what's in these bills. Heck, go to the White House's webpage and read what they have to say about these pieces of legislation. I mean, I'm looking here right now, literally, Biden's fact sheet. Oh, boy. Fact sheet from the Biden administration. Good luck with that. But even if these are their facts, this is dated back in July, July 28th of this year. Fact sheet, historic bipartisan infrastructure deal. Uh, deal. Now, they're, they're telling us that this is going to create all sorts of jobs and be good for the economy. By the way, is there one single thing that's been good for the economy, been good for, I don't know, our, our, uh, the, the situation in the Middle East with Af- Afghanistan, um, jobs, uh, confidence, consumer confidence, inflation? I want to know what people who think this administration is doing a good job. I want to know what they're pleased with because I literally, I, I am, you know what I think, I don't, I don't hide it. I'm a conservative, and I think what they're trying to do is atrocious, and I think in and of itself, and simply based upon that, these folks cannot achieve what they seek to, or what they promise us that they can do, because it's impossible, right? They're basically telling us that they can create utopia on Earth. They can somehow, you've heard me say this before, they somehow think that they can make Everyone get equal pay for equal work, whatever that even supposed to mean. I don't know who's out there counting this and adding this up. But equal pay for equal work, they can't even give their presidential debate candidates equal time, right? And they think they can make an entire economy equal on whatever grounds they think is is equal. It's it's absurd. And so we got more of this stuff coming in the form of an infrastructure bill that they're going to now push and they're going to amp up the pressure on the Kirsten Cinemas, the Joe Mansions, um, and then of course the the radical left, the AOCs, the squad in the House of Representatives, who say that they're they're not voting for this because it was not accompanied by the larger spending package, the tree equity bill. And so here we are. Here we are. We've got another 30 days now, basically, where they're going to try to push this down the throats of the American people down the throats of congressmen, congresswomen, and senators. And this thing, if you go to the White House's page, webpage, this, they admit that this is the largest investment, right, investment in public transit ever, the largest investment in passenger rail since the creation of Amtrak, which Amtrak is its own mess of how it's been run got a friend that works there it's not it's not the workers it's the, it's the system it's how it's set up this thing is not it's not set up to be productive speaking of which the post office i tell you what the post office and i i have a the post office is a disaster just the news.com here headline u.s post office begins partial slowdown this week in cost cutting measure so they're cutting cost of the post office because they lose money like there's no tomorrow. I mean, if if losing money was a, a game, if they were rewarded more for losing more money, I don't even know if they could come up with a way to lose more than they lose. It's out of control what's happening at the post office. Now they're telling now they're telling us this is just one example. You want to make the largest investments in all these public 
entities or these public, and again, I'm not against, I'm not against rail or any of this, these things, but the idea that the government can do these things, the federal government can do these things efficiently is complete bogus nonsense. Now, infrastructure in and of itself, fine. That's actually their responsibility. They, they're responsible for that. Um, it's, it's one of the things that is actually within the purview of their authority and resp- you know, responsibilities, legitimate constitutional responsibilities. But yet, why are, why are we not putting these things in the budget every year, right? I mean, th- we shouldn't have to wait to say, oh, yeah, what about those roads? As I read this press release, I boggled my mind because they admitted in this, what is it, five? There's a large percentage of the roads that they say are in, that they admit are in poor condition. Even I'm, I'm scanning to see if I can find it really quickly. But they can't even take care of the roads. Now they want to do more by delivering high-speed internet and all these different, all these different things, take on more responsibility when they can't even do the things that they've been given to do now. They just, it is a mess. And the post office has, according to one expert, one source, this is from CBS News, the post office is going to be delivering certain types of mail slower than it was in the 1970s. <laughs> this is what building back better, I guess, means. I, I don't know what else to say about this. I mean, it is, it is an unmitigated disaster everywhere you turn, and then they Admit in this, uh, in, in on the White House's webpage, they admit I I can only see less than five hundred billion dollars accounted for here. But yet the package, the 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 infrastructure deal is somewhere between one and one and a half trillion. I think in its current in its current form, who knows what it'll actually end up being. So what's this other money for? Heritage Foundation says only five percent of it goes to actual uh, traditional infrastructure what's the other 95 percent being used for folks we are being bamboozled here we are being bamboozled we're going to hear about how much we've got to take care of our roads and bridges how they're in disarray i'm thinking back to the last time obama and biden got together and passed some package with shovel ready jobs and you're wondering what happened to those those were just what 10 years ago or so what happened to all those what's congress been doing in the meantime now they want to take a trillion, a trillion and a half dollars, another three and a half trillion dollars in this tree equity bill, and they just want to pass it. And taxes are going to go up. Inflation's out of control. Economists are warning that we're going to look at stagflation like we've not seen since the 1970s. Disastrous. Disastrous anywhere you turn in this administration. Got to take a break. Listening here to the home of conservative, not better talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. On top of all this, on top of all this, National Pulse. National Pulse exclusive written by Natalie Winters. Over the weekend, new Fauci email proves he funded lab training for Wuhan's, excuse me, lab lab training for Wuhan's most deadly lab. In other words, the emails that the National Pulse has received and has basically combed through, they found some emails here 
um, one in particular that shows that Dr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci funded training at this lab, this gain of research lab in Wuhan, where this whole COVID thing, this whole COVID thing, we it appears very possibly, perhaps even very likely, uh, originated from. Gain of function, as you know, is uh, is when again I'm going to overly simplify this. I'm sure some biologists out there would correct some technicality here, but in, in essence, it's when you study or you do do tests on a virus that is only um, you're either trying to see if it would uh, see if you can make it trans uh, transmissible from animals to humans. Um, or I think even make it more uh, dangerous or deadly. Um, someone might ask the question, why on earth to do this? Why try to make viruses more lethal or more easily transmissible between animals and humans? Some people would say, well, that's how you find out how to stop them. Others would say, that's also how you create a scenario whereby Something bad happens when something gets out of the lab by, you know, by accident. Again, we're talking about microscopic viruses. Anyway, this this email, I don't want to go through the whole thing, but effectively, <clears throat> this email shows that, um, you know, Fauci had had been involved in funding and uh, training for these for these sci- scientists at the uh, Wuhan lab, which of course he's denied having any direct funding towards and all, you know, this opens up the whole thing with Rand Paul versus uh, Dr. Fauci. I mean, this could get really interesting, but again, to me at this particular point in time, I'm just looking at this as for the people who look at their government to, they simply blindly trust, right? I don't, if someone decides to get the COVID vaccine, I say that's fine. I know I know people, obviously, who've gotten it. I know people who haven't gotten it. I've not tried to persuade really anybody any direction, I don't think. Um, I think these are decisions that you make by, you know, based upon your, your own risk tolerances and family med- or your personal medical history, those sorts of things, with your doctor, with medical professionals, researcher yourself, whatever. Um, but some people say, no, I'm just going to do whatever the government tells me to do. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to chant defund the police. If the government, if government officials tell me to do that, I'm going to not let Trump administration workers eat in peace. As, as, uh, Maxine Waters said a couple of years ago, don't let them eat in peace. Yeah. The crowd chants and. Cheers at that nonsense. Some people trust every bit of their being to these folks who literally, I don't even know how some of them get out of bed in the morning. I'm just going to be honest with you. The idea that these folks are somehow superior to me, to you, to people that you know, is downright laughable to me. In fact, I think one of the most common headlines in the history of headlines is, is when a headline begins like this, experts incorrect, Ex- experts proven wrong. How many times have we heard that in our lives? It's countless. I mean, literally, if we looked, we would find it today, we would find it tomorrow. 
experts are wrong constantly, yet we're supposed to believe that these folks, if given enough money, if given enough power, if given enough ability to fix our bridges and to stop the spread of COVID and to make pay equal for all types of people and to make equity and equality completely attainable on planet Earth, that that can, that, that can be accomplished. It's insane to believe that. It really is. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't strive for these some of these things, some of these things we shouldn't strive for. But it doesn't mean that we shouldn't strive for these things individually or as you know, uh, free people, right? To try to get people access to medical treatment and try to make that as available as humanly possible. But the idea that, say, uh, medical care is a right is a misunderstanding of rights. It's a good thing. I'm not saying that we shouldn't strive for it. I am saying that it's not the same thing as a right. A right doesn't isn't contingent upon someone else doing something for me. A right is something I have by virtue of being created as a human being in the image of Almighty God. Anyway, these jokers, literally, the incompetence level is off the charts. And by the way, we'll talk about that after the break. Biden's numbers are plummeting amongst groups that he believes are, well, the Democrat Party believes, are theirs. Remember when he told Charlemagne, the God, whatever the world that's supposed to mean, he told Charlemagne, the God, back in, uh, back last fall before the election, you ain't black, you ain't black if you don't vote for Biden instead of Trump. That's what he said. Biden, apparently the black police, I guess. I'd, I don't even know how to quantify that. But now his numbers are falling amongst black voters. His numbers are falling amongst Hispanic voters. We have disaster after disaster in this country. It is markedly worse. It is undeniably worse in October of 2021 than it was in November of 2020. And folks know it. It's undeniable. Quick timeout. We'll discuss when we get back. You're listening to Conservative Not Bitter Talk. I am the one and only Todd Huff back here in just a minute. Friends, there's no other way to summarize this than to say the first, what are we on now, eight or nine months of the Biden administration has been an unmitigated disaster. It has been truly disastrous. And so people know it. People people know it. Even people who were so convinced all we needed in the White House was someone who wasn't Donald J. Trump. That's all we needed. Somebody else. Trump's going to start World War III with Korea. Trump's going to declare himself dictator of America. All these things that people were believing because they were being fed this stuff by the radical left because they really didn't have anything else to say to get you to vote for their guy. That's how we, that's how we got to this particular point in time. So, post-millennial headline. Biden's popularity plummets um, among uh, Texas Hispanics. This is a Quinnipiac poll, and in the poll it shows that uh, bu- 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 since 2021 in July, since July, uh, excuse me, June 2021, Biden's approval rating in Texas has dropped uh, sharply from 45 to 32 percent. His disapproval rating surged from 50 to 61 percent. In fact, 
In fact, with the redistricting going on, the this is from a tweet from David Wasserman, who's a leftist. But anyway, he says this, how far did Democrats fall in the Rio Grande Valley in 2020? The GOP proposed new Texas 15 would be 81% Hispanic and it would have voted for Trump by three points. So an 81% proposed new district in the state of Texas along the southern border would have voted for Trump by three points. Crazy when you're, you know, factor in that Republicans and Trump, of course, um, hates, so we're told, hates minorities, hates Hispanics, hates women, hates anyone who's not really named Trump, to be quite honest. This is the narrative anyway. I'm not saying it. This is just what the narrative is. What about this? This is at hotair.com. Biden's approval among black voters plunged. This is unbelievable. Plunges more than 20%, 20 points, I should say, in one month. This is a APNORC poll that was released recently, I think on Saturday, and it shows tremendous lack of um, support, tremendous decrease, I should say, in support in the and the black community for for Biden. And a lot of this is because of the the forced vaccination talks. A lot of this, I mean, I wish I wish people would see that <laughs> the racist history of, of of Joseph Biden. But that's not we're not allowed to talk about that. Not allowed to just just Trump and Republicans and conservatives. Those are the only folks that can be can be racist. But folks are their eyes are being opened. And it's hard not to see when this is an unmitigated disaster, a dumpster fire here being brought on by the radical left and Joseph Biden. Got to take a break. Back here in just a minute. Welcome back. One quick thing that I alluded to off the top that I want to mention here and the in the waning moments of the program today is that we, my family and I, on our last day in the Colorado Springs area, decided to venture up Pikes Peak. 14,115 feet, I think. And I got to tell you, it was beautiful. It was exhilarating. It was mildly terrifying (laughs) at points. We drove it. We didn't take the TOG train or whatever that thing's called, but absolutely stunning. If you haven't done it and get out that direction, I highly encourage it. Folks, I got to go. Thanks for listening. SDG. See you tomorrow. Take care. Family.